Chopper Soup Convos. We were recording on the weekend, full disclosure. It's a Saturday. We're still getting it active because we know we got to inform the people what's going on since we started this podcast on February 22nd. We've dropped every week, so consistency is key. So what's good, Jamal? How you living? Shit, I'm living great. You know what I mean? Drinking a smoothie right now. Uh, triple berry, strawberry. Got some vanilla almond milk in there. Got some honey in there. Got some oatmeal in there. Got some chia seeds in there. And I had a little protein uh, drink too as well. So, you know, staying healthy. Yee Shout out Larry June. You know what I mean? It is what it is. Yeah, I had a smoothie myself earlier. I made it myself though. So it was more simple. It's apple, orange, ginger. And let me tell you something. I drank some water afterwards and I was bubble gut city, man. Mm. That's good. I, I actually made my I actually made my smoothie as well. Um, you know, sounded got, like sounded like you went to a store with all those items. Nah, I get the organic chia seeds from Costco. The mm. the um oatmeal that I have, it is quick oats, which isn't tight really for your smoothies. You should use oat, you should use rolled oats. But I use the quick oats because that's just what I got when I finish those. I'm gonna get rolled oats, and then you know I always got honey on deck in my crib. Anywhere I live is gonna have honey. I'm like a bear, man. I love honey. Put it in my cereal. Put it in my smoothies. Like I'm a, I love honey. And you know I got, I get my fruit from uh, Costco as well. Frozen fruit, triple berry. That's in one bag, and then I use the strawberries. You know what I mean? That's in another bag. So I make all my smoothies. Sometimes I go to tropical smoothie though, but you know. All right, that's what's up. Eat healthy, live right. Yes, we, we, we all got to get in shape. R.I.P. Teddy Ray, he was 32. They yeah. saying he died away from uh, heart complications. He passed away from heart complications. And, you know, it's unfortunate. You know, he was hilarious. He had a lot of great moments. I even saw some of his stand-up clips before. Like, I fucked with him because I used to like All Death Digital, Teddy Ray and uh, his homie Doughboy, they were like a great duo, bro. They were hilarious. So it's sad that, you know, we lost them, but his legacy, you know, he was just getting it started, but he's always gonna have a space on this digital web because hey, he was hilarious and he was naturally funny, bro. He just, he was just a regular brother, you know, that had a natural sense of humor. He was witty. He had a great laugh too. You know, I fuck with comedy outside of like, Music and sports comedy is like my favorite art form. So I really fuck with Teddy Ray. So rest in peace. Yeah, RIP. I didn't know he was that in depth. I didn't know he was like, you know, had stand up stuff going on. Of course, I know about his his famous clips. And uh, he was you double chicked up on a Tuesday or oh, my bad, a Thursday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then man, he used to kill Doughboy, man. He like all deaf digital, I used to like only watch that channel just for them. They were hilarious, bro. Mm. Yeah, very sad. 32 is way too young. Way, way, way too young. Yeah. Prayers to his family and friends. Yeah, man, for sure. But hey, man, let's lighten the mood up because that's what Teddy would be on. Mm-hmm. So we got to have fun. So I got to ask you a couple questions about a brother. You used to admire, I still admire him, but it's not the same, obviously. What is brother Kanye West doing? Did you see his uh, matching tattoos he got with little Uzi Vert and Steve Lacey? 
Yeah, I forgot. What did it say again? It says, um, we're here forever, technically. And mind you, Steve Lacey is 24. Uzi just turned 27. Kanye, 45. It's funny. It, I actually, out of tattoos and shit, I actually like those kind of tattoos the most. I like random tattoos that I don't really have that much thought and are just very random. So I don't mind that tattoo. That's like, I, if I was to get a tattoo, it probably would be something like that. I don't want like. So you would get matching tattoos with some homies you just met? If I was Kanye West and I was a billionaire and I was inspired by Uzi and we was just having fun, that's like a moment in life that you probably, they probably were having like a good time and you see uh, Uzi with the shades on, like it was just, they probably was just having a good time and it was just, you know what I mean? It's like a moment. Like it's just I like, think it was really Kanye like Steve Lacey. He said Steve Lacey maybe arguably has the album of the year. He likes Steve Lacey. I think Uzi was there and Uzi, you know, he's been trying to make Kanye his friend for years. We've talked about this before in the past, not on the podcast, but, you know, in text messages and stuff about how Uzi has made comments about how, man, how come Kanye won't work with me? He works with the other people in my generation. What's up with him? And Kanye even showed love like, nah, I don't hate on you, Uzi. I fuck with you. So, you know, they've done a song together before. It was for Travis, uh, the watch song, One Watch or whatever it's called. It was like a joint that came out right before Astro World. Didn't make the album because it was just a cool song, nothing special. But I mean, hey, I think it's it's interesting. It's kind of weird, but like you said, hey, you live in a moment. You're trying to have fun. You know, your wife left you. She <laughs> broke up. She broke up with her man. So you're you're scrambling, trying to feel young again. I dig it. I guess. I mean, I wouldn't get tattoos, matching tattoos with homies so, that i'm not that cool with but hey i don't have tattoos anyway so hey i'm not really uh that hip to the steve lacy guy i see he plays guitar that's pretty cool yeah he used to be in the internet uh sid's oh. band oh yeah and then after the internet kind of disbanded if you will they all went and did their thing and then the breakout star is steve lacy not sid I mean, Sid, she's the star of the internet. So that's what I'm saying. Out of right, the band, right, right. Mm -hmm. Steve Lacey's the one that popped off. Sid was already a star from Odd Future. Everyone knew Sid. So it's, it's interesting how Odd Future was like a big collective. Yeah, and shout out, my bad. I just mm -hmm. want to say this real quick. Shout out to Sid because she produced on Beyonce's album, I believe. So she's that's still dope. doing her thing balling. That's dope that she's that talented and creative that she's still going to be around and like you know what i mean pop out every now and then but yeah. it's interesting how our future was like such a big collective and it was like almost too much that they all had to break off and go their own way like mellow hype and earl and everybody there was all these different people and then the internet came from that and then they you know broke off and now they're all doing it their own thing so it's just interesting like they they're almost they not like implode in a bad way but they're like so creative that they all have to just keep branching off and going different directions it's kind of cool honestly to know that there's a big tree from odd future that keeps breaking branches yeah and you know steve lacy a lot of people compare him to frank ocean they say he's the new frank ocean so hey and frank ocean is also of that crew so <laughs> yeah they, yeah so they just do their thing earl's doing this thing in the underground everyone had their own lane tyler became the 
uh, cult leader, superstar. <laughs> we haven't seen that in a while. That, mm -hmm. whoa, you can become that big and you, they don't play you in the clubs. They don't play you in the functions. You make, like DJ Khaled said, mystery music. But we're hey, going to have to create a list of um, an updated of who are like the, some of the, like Tyler would have to be added to the underground king list. He's a, he's a UGK to me. He's an underground but, king. But I mean, underground means for me, I guess it's all relative. Like what does underground mean to you? Because Tyler necessarily isn't underground to me. It's right. just, he's not the hip uh, uh, mainstream corner that, that's why rap sucks because they only trying to sell one thing in the mainstream. They should be able to play Tyler the Creator on the radio, just mm -hmm. like they used to play a tribe called Quest and Wu Tang and Biggie and Jared the Damager. It was just, hey, who has a dope song? Not they all have to fit the same content, the same BPM. Right. So, oh yeah, that gets that gets disgusting. So that's that. why. So that's why mainstream rap sucks when you're talking about the club, because the club is only what? And back in the 90s, there was no such thing, to my knowledge, as a club banger. Like when you hear about New York clubs like the Tunnel, they'll talk about, yeah, they'll play Money, Power, Respect. They'll mm -hmm. play Bling, Bling. They'll play High. They'll play I Want It All by Warren G. It's just the songs that were popping. Mm -hmm. So that's why their club bangers are tight because anything could technically be a club hit or a banger like so now it has to fit one style and that's why it sucks because you know all the young niggas are sad like you <laughs> dj you dj at, at a wedding this weekend break down how it was and what type of music you were playing how much current music did you play well <clears throat> this is a niche group of people that are from maryland and they don't want to hear no, like, make it last forever. None of that kind of shit. They want to get sturdy. Um, so I had to K-flock it up for them. They wanted some trap shit. They wanted some go-go. That's what I can say. I mean, of course, when we they first when we first went into, like, the um, reception area, I was playing, like, um, Like You, like, Bow Wow Sierra, that kind of stuff while they were eating, getting food, shit like that, like, on some chill shit, playing um, Ja Rule, living it up and like um but eventually i ended up playing like um beyonce her uh frankie beverly and Mays joint then i like mixed the frankie beverly and Mays part when the singing gets crazy because you know she didn't outdo them on yeah, that part so like right did. right when it goes um you know i thank god like like right when she's about to say it, i switch it to <laughs> him and it makes people get excited because they're like oh we get the real joint like you know because oh. she don't um yeah, she Still didn't like do without it. you. You know that part. He, like he, you gotta let him do it before. Yeah. You. you know what I'm saying? So played that. Played a little bit of like cha cha slide, cupid shuffle for the old people. But mainly, I was just playing go go and trap shit. And the youngins wanted to get sturdy. Like they was like, "Yo, we trying to get sturdy. We trying to get sturdy." So you know, I had to play like people shit. were literally telling you they wanted to get sturdy. Yeah. They were spinning playing. in circles. Yeah, they were spinning in circles and dipping to the ground. All that oh, shit. Oh yeah. lord! <laughs> I played the uh, Cardi B joint. What was the joint where she was in Bronx in the Bronx? Whoa, with, with the Akon joint. Get it? Like, hey, baby, get that money. No, no. Yeah, the, uh, are you talking about the joint the, with K. Flock? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where she had yeah, the red bandana hair. Yeah, the the bonanza, whatever that song, "Shake It" or something. Yeah, "Shake It." 
Shit, you said Akon. Yeah, they sampled Akon. Don't you know that song? The belly dancer, Akon, like a belly dancer. Um, yeah, that's what they sampled. You know they all sampled something. They sampled Akon. Well, they made it sound gangster. Yeah, because they sped it up and made them talk like a chipmunk. But yeah, Just yeah. Yelling on it. They're football. Like I told you, they're football rappers. The Bronx, they get hype. They yeah, they be like, they run on the beat. Yeah, they, they run on the beat. Man, they be like, they're like G Herbo times the 20. Like with the offbeat and like aggression in their voice. But yeah, they wanted to get sturdy and shit. And it was like, I remember I was like trying to play Make It Last Forever and shit, because that's usually a bop for everybody else. Uh, Shorty came up to me, uh, the bride's sister, because I did her birthday party. She was like, nah, we don't want to hear none of this shit. We want some trap shit. Do like you did at my birthday party. I was like, okay, all right, shit. They <laughs> <laughs> wanted trap shit. So I was like, all right, here we go. Well, here we go. Yeah. Sound like you didn't want it. Nah, it was just like, it was just like, damn. <laughs> Detour. Let's get it. Detour is fun, though. May I ask if it was a uh... Bride and groom, groom, groom. How was this set up? It was a bride and groom. Uh, oh, shout okay. out to the bride and groom. Are they, uh, are they about our age? Yeah. Early Benjamin, 30s? Benjamin and Taylor. Yeah, they're probably like 32, 33. Oh, um, salute. Okay. I was, just to trying to, I was just trying to see what generation are we working with? What type of wedding is this? Yeah, but you know, of course, there's people of all ages there because they're family members. And then shout out to uh, Romy, who I started DJing with. That's Jarrell's cousin. He was word, there. With, word. He was there with his cardies on, you know what I mean? He always doing his thing. And then like the whole like um, groomsmen, what do you call like? They're called groomsmen, right? His friends and yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, like, so, yeah. they had like nice suits on with like um, Chris, the Christian Dior, like Stan Smith joints. So they was like- was Oh, fun. okay. Yeah, it was just a fly wedding. And I did the ceremony as well. Like I did the music for the bridesmaid, groomsmen, ring bearer, bear, um, for the groom to come out, the bride, like I controlled that, and then I did the reception. So uh, that's what's cool. up. It was cool, real dope. But yeah, they was getting sturdy, man. People been getting sturdy a lot this summer. <laughs> All right. So, did you uh fool with the uh, JB's event? Did you end up going there? Nah, I shout, didn't. Uh, shout out JB. We went to yeah. NSU with him. One of the coolest homies in the world. Just started a new function. It was on uh, the eleventh, hip hop's birthday. And uh, Jamal was about to go. He even tried to see if I wanted to go, but I wasn't feeling it. So he how come you end up like being going? around millennials? Nope, you know me. <laughs> That's crazy. I don't want to. Yeah, you youth. Yeah, I don't want to be around the Rod Wave kids. Shout out JB. Shout out DJ Bass. And I forgot the other DJ, but uh, yeah, you know what I mean. DJ Bass been doing her thing for a minute. I got a link up with her and holla at her. Uh, her brother yeah. Rodney grew up. He lived in my neighborhood with. Brandon and Delante, so I got a, I got a. Oh, where I remember Rodney. Yeah, that's his sister, DJ Bass. Word, that's what's up. Mm -hmm. But yeah, your point was you were talking about if I played any current music. Yeah, so you did, you did. You played a lot of current music. But what was that about? What were we talking about again for that? Because we were talking about functions. We were talking about how, yeah, the underground because. How many of those songs would you say were mainstream records? Hmm. Because a lot of these, because that's the difficulty. None of them. Yeah, because that's the interesting thing. A lot of those guys are signed to major labels, but they're not getting the major label push. Like even Tyler, the creator, 
yes, when he first started, of course, Odd Future was an underground movement, but then they all signed record deals. But then as we know it, the way rap radio used to work back then, they weren't really playing Tyler the Creator, even today. You know, radio is almost obsolete. So I don't know how to quantify what's underground or is it what by playlist? <laughs> because all these dudes are signing record labels. I would understand like, oh, all right, this brother's on Empire trying to get his hustle on. But most of these guys, they on major labels like uh, K Flock was on Columbia Records. Uh, I don't know what B Love is, his man's. I'm sure B Love is on a major label. Oh, he's on Columbia. Yeah. So like all these homies are signed to major labels. So I don't know how can I say they underground. So you know technically, I mean? wasn't UGK signed to a major label? Yeah, they were signed to Jive Records. Were they underground? Underground in the I would say that's the interesting thing. I would say based on how they were considered maybe so because they didn't get like think about it when we were growing up you know how like when they used to have the mtv tour bet like would have music video mixes and they'll mm -hmm. play different regions like don't you notice there's not a lot of ugk music videos yeah i've 100 noticed that. I can't <laughs> yeah. think of them. besides yeah. their features with three six mafia jay -Z. yeah like they have a couple older videos but yeah that's why i would say they were underground because they were they didn't even get the push like even eight ball and mjg they have videos but it ain't gonna be like the same amount you would expect from a, a another legendary group of that stature like they even uh i would say maybe eight ball and mjg were more underground because tony draper I don't know what distribution he ended up doing with his joint. Uh, so let me see. Suave House, they were, yeah. So yeah, A-Bone and MJG were definitely independent. UGK, they were signed to a major label, but they weren't getting the backing. So who was MF Doom signed in in the mid 2000s, signed to in the mid 2000s? All right, yeah. So UGK, I mean, uh, A-Bone MJG, they were Suave House. Then they were on Relativity, which was a... Uh, label that was with sony so they got with sony that's when on top of the world went gold and then in our lifetime was with universal and that's when it went gold and then living legends was with universal and it went gold but you notice yeah that's when they got the plaques with the major labels ugk for example they were on jive you know there's the legendary story about the day they signed when they're leaving the building krs1 is like did you guys sign yet Ah, like damn, oh, yeah. you guys, you guys are cut. Sorry, yeah, it's over. Up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, they have UGK has one gold album, and it's like yeah, you can tell they were underground. They didn't get the same push, even though they were on a major label. So, what about MF Doom? Well, who was he signed to in the mid two thousands? MF Doom was underground all the way. You thought he was on a major label? No, he was, he was on Fondal. He was on Fondalum Records. That was Bobito's label. Oh, he had that a was when his, Yeah, that was his first album. And then after that, he did an album with Big Data, another underground label in the UK. Um, Bobito, the basketball dude? Yes. Hmm. He's stretching Bobito. He's a DJ. He was at a radio show. He was a music nigga that also likes sneakers and basketball. Oh, I know him more for basketball. Yeah, because you never you're old, you're you're from the south, so and you're not you're not a hip hop nigga, so you wouldn't know about the legendary stretching Bobito show. 
I forgot about that. I have heard about that. <laughs> yeah, that's what he is. Mm. That's what he is. Oh, that's... he just took his DJ swag to commentate exactly the basketball. The basketball. Yeah. Mm. And uh, mm, food was on Rhyme Sayers and Underground. Yeah, he was. He was underground. He was never on a major label when he blew up. Stones throw another legendary underground label in LA. So M, so you, so MF Doom is a true UGK. Yeah, yeah. And what about uh, what about somebody like Merce <laughs> or, or Danny Brown? I mean, Danny Brown had a major label deal. Uh, Merce, let me see who was Danny Brown because I remember when he put out the thirty album that was on Fool's Gold. See, underground. And then he put out, uh, yeah. See, this is an underground label. Yeah, Danny Brown is a real underground brother too. He never. Yeah, we should, we should, we should, we should do this one uh, one of these days and see who are like the, just highlight some of the best underground people. The true underground the people. Decade. Yeah, the true underground. Because I want to say Tyler's underground based off of what you said. He don't get played in clubs and shit, but he's not. He has commercials and Mountain Dew and even though that guy. He has his own money. festival. He has Grammys. But I still consider him an underground rapper because he does like real hip hop and shit. You can't call him an underground rapper when he can sell out Madison Square Garden. There's mainstream people that can't do that. Only Trust like me. there's only like five rappers that can sell out Madison Square Garden. He's one of them. He's not underground. That's crazy. Future, Future can't sell out Madison Square Garden. Meek Mill can't do that. There's a lot of rappers that are quote unquote mainstream that can't do that. Trust me, dog. I went to a weekend concert two weeks ago. It was at FedEx Field, and that was my that was the biggest artist I've ever seen, um, in my life. That was the first like arena stadium. Like, what do you mean the biggest artist you ever seen? I've never seen an artist of that magnitude, like a pop, uh, undoubtedly pop star. I've seen like Future and like Travis Scott, Erykah Badu. You mean you mean like their actual concert, concert right? and artist? Like he's. To me, he's more. But you famous. saw, but but you seen Jay Z. You forgot at the Pharrell joint. You saw Snoop Dogg. Oh yeah, true. But that wasn't saw, their show. You saw. That's what I was saying. That's why I said specify. You mean their show, right? I forgot I have seen Jay Z. Yeah, crazy. you saw Usher, nigga. He's yeah. they're bigger than the weekend. You think? Yeah, Usher is bigger than the weekend. Yeah, Usher, Snoop Dogg, and Jay Z. Yeah, and Diddy. Is Diddy not? Is he? No, I don't know. He is bigger as you know, as a personality, a figure. But he had pyro text, whatever it's called, and I ain't never been in a show like with that. You could tell that stage costs money, and it was just like, whoa, this is what this is like. This is what a big show is. You know, future when I saw him in Baltimore, he had like a few lights that would flash, like when the beat would drop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he didn't have fire and shit. Yeah, the budget's not the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I know what you mean. That's crazy that Tyler can sell out Madison Square Garden. Yeah, look at who his openers were. It was what Rico Nasty, Tizo, Touchdown, and like Vince Staples. Mm. Like those guys are all signed to major labels, but I would consider them underground, but not Tyler. You feel me? Mm. Like, yeah, I like can't Rick, wait. Yeah, like Rico's on Atlantic Records, but she's an underground artist. We know Prince that. Is underground, right? Yeah, but yeah, he know he's independent again. But he's had a couple of deals with major labels, and even when he was on them, he was still like underground. Killer Mike, is he underground? Oh, for sure. Even though he was with Outkast before? Yeah, he got a yeah, he got a Grammy. He got an album on Interscope, and then it didn't work out. Then he went underground. Hmm. Did you ever listen to Merce? Yeah, I used to like his uh 
his he did an album with the ninth wonder i like that joint that was like the only project i really listened to though no true yeah i don't think would you consider merce a west coast rapper because he raps on those type of beats i he was i, I i'm honestly when i think of merce i just only think west coast true. isn't he from like the bay or is he from la I think he's, he's from, from la oh true i just remember he had the big dreads and he just was west coast niggas get weird too they're hip-hoppy too but they still be west coast with it though uh, see it that's what i don't understand <laughs> his name is making underground raw shit that's east coast as hell hey man alchemist <laughs> is not west coast all right but mers is right yes and he raps on the beat see that doesn't make sense and but, um souls everybody of has their own logic the souls of mischief and howard and delta oh, fucking homo those, those, those boys are those boys are new york they're all west coast <laughs> i heard 93 to affinity last week i was like boy these boys are for me sounds tribe like california Quest. to me yeah, it's it like gym like class it. heroes they Gym class that, is that joint, and West Coasty, but they kind of got like a little bit of. East that don't Coast. sound like a West Coast beat to me. That just sounds like their Q-tip impersonation. That's like a Q-tip chop. Miles Davis jazz Harlem shit. Yeah, that's New York stuff. But hey, it's all right. That's why I said this type of stuff is funny because it really don't mean nothing because it all depends on what your bias and your opinions are because we're all biased in our own ways. And Dell the Funky Homo Sapien sounds West Coast to me. Yeah, all right. Yeah. But uh what's good with your man Zach Wilson? Did you de- oh yeah, you you're ignoring preseason. Are you talking about him having sex with people's moms? No, nah, I'm talking about him getting hurt. He hurt his leg yesterday. Oh yeah, I don't know nothing about nothing about the Jets, bro. You already know <laughs> what I think about the Jets. They're a company, they're not a football team. He said he got a a bone bruise and a meniscus tear in his right knee. So that's unfortunate. Hey, that just means that um but Joe they said Flacco. he still might play. He still might play. You know, Joe Flacco's waiting, man. He once he said he can start. He feel yeah. like he can start still. So he, it's funny when people start speaking and shit. Shit starts happening in their favor. <laughs> Joe Flacco might be starting this year. Yeah. Might, have a, might have a comeback. I kind of miss Joe Flacco. Shout out to my Ravens. <laughs> Don't lie to the people, man. What? Your Ravens? Ravens? Yeah, my Ravens fan. Oh, really? Even though Malik Willis, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? He was looking aight out there. Yeah, it's preseason. Everybody's supposed to look aight. If you don't look aight, then something's wrong because you're playing against a lot of FedEx homies, a lot of future gym teachers. And and Canadian football players? Yeah, and arena football players. And USFL, XFL. There's a lot of leagues for brothers to go to now. You might need to get back into football. You said PE teachers and gym trainers? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah, like the nigga who be picking up the couches and shit on uh on Instagram. Yeah, <laughs> or that or that big dancer, homie. Didn't he used to be a football player? He looks like he should have been. I don't know. He just looks like a like a I don't know, like a Nigerian <laughs> guy who Ate a lot of jalof growing up. Yeah. Grooving Gorilla, your brother? Your spirit nah, animal? Nah, I didn't know that was his name. I forgot it. Grooving Gorilla. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, what a funny guy. So did you pay attention to uh, Kyler Murray? I think a part of his, you know, clean up, the Cardinals let him call plays during preseason. 
to show like, hey, look, he is smart. See, we're even letting him call plays. Um, that's whack that he couldn't call plays, but I mean, that's what you kind of got to do with these quarterbacks of this day and age with the styles that they play. They play such a college styles, like you want to keep things consistent so you don't want to move too fast. So it kind of makes sense that he wasn't calling plays because they do all that college shit. But um, yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. But it's funny now they have to like he. There's something about that Kyler guy, man. He really knows how to not. Like, I ain't going to be like everybody else and say, he ain't done nothing. Like, shut your dumb ass up. He's only been in the league for three years. It's a team sport. The nigga is nice. He's good. He has done something. Winning a playoff fucking football game is not that goddamn easy. Anyways. Yeah, and he hasn't done it yet. That's why they saying you got to do it. You were the number one overall pick. But it's not easy to win a playoff game, period. Exactly. But they saying they we've seen bums win playoff games. So you better yeah, their win teams, soon. Their teams and their coaches. Okay. But – it's just funny how he cannot win a playoff game, demand money, and it's like, how does he get them to pander to him in all in so many different ways? Now they're letting him call plays. Like it's just like what they're letting him call plays because it's preseason. Now he's not gonna call plays in a real game. No quarterback does. Mm. Because that's why a lot of people say the game is easier. Some people, like like your man, my man, Jason Whitlock. He's, he feels like black quarterbacks are being able to play now more because there's less acts from a quarterback in terms of being a play <laughs> call. Yeah, that's what he's saying because he's like, yeah, we used to make a big deal about Peyton Manning calling plays because he was the only one doing it. 30 years before Peyton Manning, every quarterback was calling their own plays. So he's like, yeah, now that, like you mentioned, now that the NFL is basically college football, high school football, it's based on athleticism. And quarterbacks don't have to think of as much. It's more about reactions and instincts. And that's why black quarterbacks are getting more opportunities now. So that's a theory that's out there. He's Jordan Love Jordan Love threw three picks yesterday, but his coach was still smiling. Oh yeah. I don't I definitely <laughs> see that's the thing. I'm very low on Jordan Love. I'm getting higher pause on mm. Trey on Trey Lance. Ooh, look how he whispered it, y'all. Hey, man. Nasty boy. Trey Lance, man. Your man Malik Willis was like 6'4'11". Yeah, I don't really like him. He looks kind of fat. He needs to lose weight. <laughs> I told you he wasn't good. He's kind of stubby looking. Up, and, um, I'm not impressed yet. But that's because he plays for the Titans. I don't want to get too excited. Oh, yeah, because the Titans were his real team growing up. But then I don't know what happened. Oh, yeah, Michael Vick pulled up and took his attention, which was understandable because Michael Vick, was the man so but yeah how do you feel about the state of the black quarterback we stumbled into this that shit is not a thing black quarterbacks are here (laughs) they're here they are the quarterback like they're around like when are we going to end this state of the black quarterback i think somebody got to make an excuse and say why they can play now because no you don't got to think this much now these niggas the reason the only way the state of the black conversation uh the state of the black quarterback conversations will go away is if black quarterbacks truly become all-time great quarterbacks, you know? Like because Knapp and Randall Cunningham? Yeah, yeah, they didn't do it. See, they're not Hall of Famers. That's one of my point. Like, Donovan's not? No. For what? For losing? For balling. Yeah, see, I don't know. They Nah, you got to win a Super Bowl. Uh, or put up stupid numbers like Dan Marino. He didn't do that. So, nope. Uh, so that's the thing, like, 
the black quarterback, how many black quarterbacks are in the Hall of Fame right now? It's still just one, Warren Moon. And he had to play in Canada to have his career because of racism. Damn, so, so yeah, yeah, who else do you think is going to get in? But now it's bas- basically out of all the active players, how many are getting in? Russell Wilson, he's still like a borderline candidate to a lot of people. Uh, we, we we assume Patrick Mahomes will get in, you know. Cam that's, I don't know. I don't <laughs> he died kind of fast on the field. He did, man. I did not so I'm saying time. he's not going to the Hall of Fame. So that's why. That's why, because unless black quarterbacks become all-time greats, and then they can really get put in the greatest quarterbacks of all time conversation, and we're always gonna have to have a little corner like, hey, who are the best? black quarterbacks because they weren't good enough to be compared to the whites hold on so drew bledsoe's not in there right he better not be no he's not in the hall of fame and jim what about jim kelly i know he was good but I don't yeah know. he's there i don't who's he yeah. throwing to again andre andre nigga andre uh reed yeah they james were lofton he had two hall of fame wide receivers in the hall of fame running they were right? they were balling even though they lost four super bowls in a row <laughs> yeah, so jim kelly was he let me look at his numbers Cause why people like him get to get in there? Hey, cause he led the league in passing touchdowns before. He led it in completion percentage. Made five Pro Bowls. Made first team All Pro once. Even like making first team All Pro, that's an accomplishment. Cam Newton's done it. Lamar's done it. Patrick Mahomes done it. Um, their MVP seasons. But you know, outside of that, like Donovan McNabb was never first team All Pro. Neither mm. was uh, Steve McNair. He was never first team All Pro, so it's so hard. Jim Kelly threw for 3,500 yards, thirty five thousand yards, and Cam threw for thirty two thousand. Cam yeah. has one hundred ninety four touchdowns. Oh shit! Jim Kelly got two hundred thirty seven. <laughs> yeah, get out of here. Yeah, and he played with a Hall of Fame running back. Imagine if he got to throw as much as quarterbacks do now. So that's the difference. Yeah, Jim Kelly is a Hall of Famer, but his he's um, a Hall of Fame level quarterback. But Cam's not far off from him. Yeah, but also look at their records. They look at that. They treat wins and loss record like a quarterback stat, like baseball does with pitchers. Cam Newton's career record. 75 68 and one that's all right but jim kelly was 101 and 59 so it's like that's why they say hey quarterback you affect winning because you're the only player that has the ball in your hands all game bruce smith though when you when your team has possession so bruce smith though people yeah what about him that's why he was winning that many games uh, that's not only did you hear that I said he had two Hall of Fame wide receivers and a Hall of Fame running back. Who Thurman? that offense? Yeah, he Thurman Thomas won an MVP. That offense was stupid. You do your research and learn about the K Gun offense. That's one of the best offenses at that era in the NFL. So it's more so. Of course, Bruce Smith is a dime, but they were great more so because of their offense. That's crazy that Thurman Thomas got an MVP. Yeah, back then when running backs really mattered because he was a dual threat. He was a running back that would catch the ball. A lot of teams weren't doing that, but they were. Damn, I mean, I knew he was nice, but I didn't know he was that nice. And it's probably because I feel like he kind of got out of there quick. 
mean, he didn't make it to like 99 and shit. Yeah, his last good season was 96. So, hey, mm. he actually did make it to 99. He retired in 2000. Mm. So, <laughs> he was just a backup by then. Damn, there's only one Hall of Fame black quarterback. That's crazy. I'm trying to think <laughs> of some other whack white quarterbacks, but I know I know that um Rich Gannon's not in the Hall of Fame. Oh, but he has an MVP, see? Rich Gannon has an MVP. He's not in the Hall of Fame. Steve McNair has an MVP. He's not going to get in the Hall of Fame. Cam Newton has an MVP. I don't think he's going to get in the Hall of Fame either. So You think Matt Hasselbeck's going to get in there? No. I don't know if Matt Ryan will either. Maybe. I don't know. Because maybe he'll have the career stats people want. Matthew Stafford probably going to get in there. Yeah, because he has a ring now. He's a champion. But if he didn't the- have a ring, he wasn't going to get in. And Big Ben, you think he's going to get in there? Yeah, he has two rings. So, you know, he's going to get in. And he, he has he a got, lot of his rings are Tom Brady esque, but he still got Hey, it. it's good career stats. But that's the thing. You can say Tom Brady esque. That's cool. But like you said, it's a team game, and the quarterback has to put the team in position offensively to get the field goals or to get the touchdowns. So, and he threw that touchdown to San Antonio Holmes. Yeah, win. I don't knock the hustle. To win it. I remember that he threw that shit. Like he did the game winning touchdown. That's what's up. So I don't actually don't even think Tom Brady ever did that. True, yeah. I don't know. I didn't see. Well, yeah, I don't know. Didn't he throw a touchdown before they beat the Seahawks? Didn't he throw a touchdown to Gronk or something to put them ahead? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think he did. Yeah, because that's why everybody was sick. Yeah, I think he did something scary. He did it like 10 seconds type shit and went yeah. and sat back down and looked focused. All right, I had to look it up because I didn't want to just say Tom Brady did something and he didn't do it. You know, we don't have to give white people more credit than they deserve. So just kidding, not really. But all right, yeah, I looked it up. So, yep, Seattle was up 24-21 and Tom Brady drove them down the field and, yep, he threw the go-ahead touchdown pass to Julian Edelman with, uh, it was a, Looked like the drive was four minutes and 50 seconds. So he really ran the clock down. Why are we talking about this? I was just making sure. I was like, hey, did Tom Brady throw a game-winning touchdown? Yes, he did too, like Ben Roethlisberger. So no, Ben Roethlisberger was like literally movie cinematic game-winning, not like time left and wasting time bullshit and cheating and shit. Uh, nah, the Cardinals had time too to respond. They just had less time. I can look that up too. Anyways, I don't care about Tom Brady. Over here talking about Tom Brady. Hey, man, I had to give him props. Why? He already has enough props. He has big seven-ass rings. How many rings he got? Seven, right? Yeah, the king of football. That's crazy. Seven rings is ridiculous. I'm happy I got to see it. I can't even not be hating on Tom Brady. That is kind of cool to see somebody win seven rings. Like seven, that's a crazy number. If he gets eight, it's just... It's nasty. Yeah, when uh, Ben Roethlisberger threw the touchdown to Santonio Holmes, there was a uh, forty-two seconds left on the clock. And that I catch remember, was sick. Yeah, it was the catch was bet was nice, and the throw was good too. He put it up there so where he could only get it. So and he was a yeah. short receiver. Yes, but he had bounce though. He always had bounce. Santonio Holmes. 
I like San Antonio Holmes. I don't only like big receivers. I like San Antonio. Yeah, I remember him at Ohio State. He was a good player. Yeah, because that's what Ohio State is good at. Cornerbacks, receivers, linemen. They're not good at quarterbacks. Well, we'll see next year if C.J. Stroud can break the curse. Wasn't, didn't they just have one that I was hating on? Yeah, Justin Fields. Oh, yeah. I almost didn't even remember who he was. Damn, yeah, he's a ghost. Him. Yeah, don't worry. He's almost out of here. The, the, the Bears will kill him. You think so? Yeah. Chicago yeah. doesn't have quarterbacks. He won't even be Jalen Hurts? Nah, I mean, to be Jalen Hurts, you have to have a good roster around you. Who Name some of the best players on the Bears. You're oh, a football a fan. Allen Robinson, I think. Nah, he's on the Rams now. He was on the Bears, though, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know nothing about their team. <laughs> All right, then. So, hey, what I'm do you expect? Don't they got, like, a running back Montgomery or something? <laughs> I mean, he's there. What do, you, what do you want him to do? Damn, I don't know nothing about their team. Yeah, see? So, what do you expect Justin Fields to do? I've never – this is the first time in my life I don't know anything about the Bears. I don't know about the first time, but maybe it's just, hey – they when they had Erlacher and Briggs, I knew about them and Hester. And then when they had <laughs> that's Jake, almost 15 years ago. But then they had Jake Keller and Brandon Marshall and um Matt Forte. That was my dog. That's like 10 years ago, 10, 12 years ago. That's what I'm saying. You haven't cared about the Bears in the last 10 years. <laughs> yeah, who was their quarterback like a year ago, two years ago? Mitchell Trubisky, the guy oh. they took over Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes. Mitchell Trubisky. That name sounds like something you should call somebody <laughs> as an insult. Like now know. he's fighting uh, Kenny Pickett for the starting job with the Steelers. I'm trying to think who was the quarterback before that. Damn. Maybe Kyle Orton or something. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yo, they have, they are in a crisis right now. I wonder if like this, they have to know like this is a, this is a crisis. They're under. They're an overrated franchise, anyways. People act yeah, like they're so storied and shit. Nobody cares. They are them. storied. They're storied for having a lot of defensive talent and good running backs. You know, from Gil Sayers to Walter Payton. That's about it. And Throw then, and Matt then, and then Dick Buckus. Uh, no, you can't put Matt Forte. And that's Deion Sanders' point. He was good. Those niggas are Hall of Famers, top ten running backs ever. You don't put no just a good nigga next to that. For the Bears is what I'm no, saying. No, no. Ain't nobody else hold it. I'm just saying he's the third one to hold it down at that position. <laughs> he didn't hold it down. He did hold he it was, down for He a was all right. He was all right. Yeah, he was all right. He was kind of soft. <laughs> he was a good fantasy. So you're making fantasy football make you think about it's real football. Hey, hey. No, nah, I just like this. Nah. I like his running style. He was smooth. Yeah, smooth. Yeah, he was a cool running back, but nah, he wasn't. He's not. Well, he doesn't deserve to be in the same sense as Walter Payton and Gail Sayers. Sorry. That's very true. Gail Sayers is like the first Reggie Bush. It's like Dick, but it's the same thing. Like with the linebackers, you can say Dick Butkus next to Mike Singletary. And you can even say Brian Erlacher. He's next to them too, because he put Briggs? up numbers. What about Briggs? Uh, Lance Briggs was very good, but he wasn't the middle linebacker. You is know, a, with them, it's about the middle linebacker. Is he a poor man's T-Sizzle? Uh, did he? Nah, I don't. Nah, he wasn't. He didn't. He wasn't a pass rusher. They didn't play a 3-4. He was a 4-3 outside linebacker. Julius Peppers put up numbers on their defense. But that was old. He was old. Yeah, that's <laughs> another even, thing. So is he I didn't even know. I didn't even know Julius Peppers played there. 
Hell yeah, he was doing his thing, man. He went. Oh yeah, high. see, I'm looking at it. 2010 to 2013. Yeah, I was in college. I didn't see him. So, um, is Julius Peppers a Hall of Famer? I think so. I don't know. <laughs> I think he is. But he he's retired like those, in 2018. Uh, he's not eligible yet. But he's I think one of them he players. Is. He's one of the players that like deserve the like to be drafted high, but might not really do what you kind of want him to do. But he'll stick around for a long time and be like a formidable player. But I feel like what I don't know. He got he got he got injured a lot, so I um I think he I don't know. I feel like he didn't really live up to what he was supposed to be. But injuries played a part in that. I don't see how injuries played a part when he played twelve games, 16, 16, 16, 16. 14, 16, 16, 16, 16, 16. He was hurt, he 16. Was hurt a lot, though. <laughs> he was hurt a lot. That nigga played every year. He played every hurt. game. He was hurt a lot, though. Nah, that nigga played every year, boy. I don't know what you're talking about. He definitely <laughs> lived He definitely lived up to his potential. That nigga made three. <laughs> he was first team all pro three times. He made nine Pro Bowls. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. He had 100. 159 and a half sacks in his career. He was supposed to be like a yeah, Michael Strahan, I, Reggie White. What? Because he went against more athletic quarterbacks and his stats aren't as sick, he gets punished for that? And Donald's, and Donald's above him. He didn't get defensive player of the year once. Yeah, because he was in the era of the Ray Lewis. Everybody obsessed with the linebackers still. Ray Lewis, Brian Erlacher. I can even look up the 2000s. Let's see. Aaron Donald. Has, and his career, yeah, exactly. He got one. Uh, yeah. Aaron Donald has 98 career sacks. But, of course, he's only played, what, uh, three? He's in the middle, though. So that's like. Yeah. That's, that's I'm saying that's more like props to him. He's not rushing yeah. off the edge. Yeah, he's played eight sacks in eight years, 98 sacks. That's amazing. Uh, yeah. Let's see. Because, you know, Aaron Donald, he wants to retire young. I don't think he wants to play football a long time. He's like Antonio Brown. People want to have fun and still be young. They don't want to die for this sport. And yeah. I think I was getting Julius Peppers. Well, I mean, I feel like he was kind of hurt, but I'm really – the guy who was really hurt was Javon Curse. but go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, 2000 Ray Lewis defensive player of the year. Hold on. Let's see. When did Julius Peppers get drafted? I think 2002, if I'm not mistaken. I like Julius Peppers because he played basketball in UNC. Yeah. Uh, okay, so his rookie year, Derek Brooks was defensive player of the year, a linebacker. Then 2003, Ray Lewis, a linebacker. Then 04, Ed Reed. Then 05, Erlacher, a linebacker. Jason Taylor <laughs> got one. Yeah, the end slash outside linebacker. Mm. 07. Bob Sanders, he got a lot of love because he was healthy and the Colts defense was good. 2008, James Harrison, linebacker. 10, Charles Woodson. Uh, or that's 2009, sorry. 2010, Palomalu. 2011, T. Sizzle, outside linebacker. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. Julius Peppers, what would, what would I say? Let's look. What, what's the best year in Julius Peppers' career? The best season would probably be 2008. He got 14 and a half sacks. Hmm. 
And that's the thing, 2008, who got defensive player of the year? I think it's Troy Polamalu. Yeah, because they, oh, James Harrison. Yeah, because the Steelers had like a great defense that year, historically great defense. And that's the thing. I mean, look at all those names. You know who I didn't name? Darrell Revis. He's one of the most dominant players ever. He never won defensive player of the year. So that's why it's like, yeah, there's bias in the media. But Luke Kuechly got defensive player of the year 2013. Hey. Salute to him. I know a lot of people love him and a lot of people feel like he definitely has a shot of being a Hall of Famer, even though he retired early. He has all the accolades. So that's what he's a he's a bad boy, man. Luke Keekley, he's, he's that dude. He's that dude for real. I can tell um, when I know you're nice at football when you retire early. Like, yep, I'm already a Hall of Famer. I don't care. Even Shout though he's Patrick Willis. Oh, yeah, my gosh, man. That was Ray Lewis Jr., man. Damn. That sucked. I wish Jim Harbaugh didn't have to go. I love that San Francisco team. What do you mean he didn't him. have to go? I don't think he just he just didn't want to play no more, bro. He was cool. But he, he left after uh, Jim Harbaugh left. Yeah, but it wasn't because of that. because he had injury problems. That's why he didn't want to play no more. And I forgot who his the other dude was that was linebacker with him. He was nice. And then, of course, from Hilton, you had – um. Damn, I can't believe that. Ahmad Brooks was with him, too, from Hilton High School. It was Ahmad mm. Brooks, Patrick Willis, and it was, like, another dude that was nice. Like, But um, even though he's old, how the hell did the Rams get Bobby Wagner? I'm late. I just found that out. <laughs> he was a free agent, and they signed him. Those niggas are trying to win bad. They're like the – they. I don't understand their cap situation. They be getting everybody. <laughs> he's like, hey, man. They do what they do. Bobby Wagner, they say, yeah, he's from Cali. So, hey, he wanted to go back to home, man. And why not? Because he got a good deal. Yeah, his contract is nice. He got a five-year deal worth up to $65 million. I don't know Damn. how much guaranteed. I think $50 million is guaranteed. That's crazy, dog. They have Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald, and Bobby Wagner on their defense. Yep, three Hall of Famers. That's sick. And then Cooper Cup, if he keeps producing, he'll get in the Hall of Fame. But <laughs> when was the last time you even like cared about the Hall of Fame like a uh, ceremony? Because as a kid, that used to be a big deal to me. I would like to see the different speeches, learn about probably, the different players. Probably like 2010 or 2009. True. I think the last one I remember is like Shannon Sharp when he got in because his speech was good. That's like the last one I remember. And like since then, there's been a few like, oh, no, nah, I did go back and watch like Randy Moss's speech. I had to go back and see Ray Lewis sweat. Uh, did he pray? I think he might have. Um, who else? Those are, yeah, those are like the two that I went back and watched recently. Ed, oh, yeah, I think I saw Ed Reed. I had to go back and see his too. But yeah, it's not the same. Like, I guess it's just because we're older and we're not attached to athletes like we used to be. Do you hmm. still have a favorite athlete? Um, Lamar Jackson. Um, I like Steph Curry a lot. I like LeBron. Hmm, that's all I can think about right now. I oh, Giannis. Giannis, of course. For me, I would say it's Lamar Jackson, Zion, and Mbappe. Once I think you make it, I'm ready to move on. It's like being a fan of a young rapper. 
on their come up and once they blow up it's like all right go ahead and have your career bro like i feel like that with a uh, harden and b Giannis. like those used to be my boys now they hall of famers they legends some of them have lived up to the hype harden has definitely but then he's let me down countless times <laughs> Giannis, he's fulfilled himself he's a don Embiid, he's fulfilled himself he's a don Harden is too, but he's he's under surveillance. But I want Embiid to leave the Sixers, man. I just feel like his <laughs> teams are always trash around him. Hey, he hasn't made the conference finals yet, so he's under surveillance. He is under surveillance. Yep. So hey, Luca's taking his team to the conference finals. Trey Young did it against y'all. Devin Booker, y'all. Tatum, a lot of young boys are getting. You said against y'all. Finals. Yeah. Who's Trey y'all? Young. And the Hawks beat the 76ers last year in the playoffs. Oh, I was, it would sound like you were saying y'all, like I was a fan of the team he did it against. Like, I'm not talking to you. You know you're not a basketball fan like that. Yes, I am. Anyways. I'm a aficionado. I'm a basketball historian. <laughs> it's true. I know. Remember I told you I breathe and I see the game different than you. Yeah, you do see the game different. That doesn't mean you're aficionado. Like I see the game different, like the game of basketball different from you. Yeah, you should. I, you know what I, mean? yeah. I understand it. It's the same way like you see the game of football way more than I ever can. And I see the game of soccer way more than you can. You know, it's no, different. That's Everybody another thing, too. You. you don't know. I've been watching soccer a lot, too. I understand that more than you, too, now. You've been you've been getting it all wrong. I'm going to tell you about it uh, another day, though. Yeah, go ahead. I'm watching soccer right now while we potting. Me Salute too. the Arsenal. We won 4-2. Gabriel Jesus with the brace. Shout out to uh, 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 whoa, Manchester uh, City. Boys, <laughs> fumbling, stumbling, and fumbling. Where's Schmeichel at? Where's he at? He's in France, low. Oh man, he's not good anymore. <laughs> yeah, he has to go turn it in, man. Damn, man, that was my favorite player for a little while. Yeah, so you loved him so much, you didn't know where he was. Damn, that sucks. Every time I ask about a soccer player, you always tell me like a bad story because you because the, you only ask me about them once every five years because you don't know anything and that's okay why do they go away so fast what do you mean go away so fast you haven't asked me about casper schmeichel since i had a hairline you were bald i think by the time i became a fan of him nah when they won the league that was 2016 17 i still had a hairline like I, went, I, I started time, going ball 2018, 19. Yeah. One time I asked you, I forgot, it was a long time ago, I asked you about uh, Sturridge, and you told me, like, a bad, it was just, like, a sad story. Yeah, yeah, he was illegal. He was moving illegal. Yeah. And what <laughs> happened to the guy that uh, they were calling a monkey in uh, Italy, the dark-skinned dude? I don't know. They call a lot of people monkeys, so you got to He was specific. adopted by white people. Uh, there's a lot of brothers like that, too. Um, He's African. Colin- Colin Kaepernick? No, he's African. He played in Italy. They were throwing bananas and shit on the field. Uh, he was adopted by white people. It's not Colin Kaepernick. He plays soccer. Oh. Can't think of his name. God damn it. <laughs> I know who you're talking about. I'm just messing with you. Mario Balotelli. Yeah, what happened to him? That nigga plays like in Turkey or something now. See? It'd be like real <laughs> bad shit. Like, what? What be happening to these niggas? They can't stick around? <laughs> You only asked me about, the last time you asked me about Mario Balotelli might have been 2012, man. It'd be like only like the Mbappe's and Neymar's and shit are the only ones that can be around for like seven years. If you ask about anybody else, 
four years, you'd be like, oh, no, that nigga in Uzbekistan playing and shit. Hey, man. His girlfriend left him for like a race car driver. It'd be like the worst shit ever that'd be happening to him. <laughs> I'd be like, Damn. hey, man. Casper Schmeichel, he's playing at Nice. They're a decent team. Uh, I don't know. I was trying to look up how they did last year, but my Wi Fi is moving very slow. I wonder why. Last one. I know he's old. He's been a dinosaur for like 10 years. What is uh, Zlatan doing? Oh, he's injured. He's working his way back. <laughs> he's uh, still at AC Milan. He doesn't want to quit? Nah. Is he, he the turns only 41 in October? His team just won the league in Italy. Damn, he's still balling? He's a backup. You know, you're not a starter. He's a backup, but he's a solid backup. And the Cristiano, Ronaldo, and Messi and them, they, they still play? Yeah. Messi's wow. on PSG with Mbappe and Neymar, and Cristiano Ronaldo's depressed at Manchester United trying to get out of there. Hey. Check out the Champagne Soccer podcast for more, guys. We talk about soccer over there, too. And, and Messi and Cristiano, are they still balling? They're still good? They're still good. Uh, Messi had a nice bicycle kick the other day, uh, last week. That was my champagne goal of the week. Go back and listen to episode four. Mm. And uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, you know, he's trying to get out of Manchester. He's depressed. So mm. let's see. They're about to play. Their game starts in a couple minutes. So, yeah, I'm checking that out. But before we go, I got to ask you, let's circle back this conversation. Mm -hmm. What is a Hall of Famer to you, like in football? What standards do you have? You know, of course, it all depends by position. But like, do you have like a base expectation? Like what constitutes a Hall of Famer? Like you got to make this many amount of Pro Bowls, this amount of all pros, or are you looking more about like career stats? What did you do? Like longevity stats? Even though I don't really care about Pro Bowls, I guess they matter. But mainly I look at stats, how long you've done it. If you dominated in certain stats, like tackles, sacks, interceptions, you know what I'm saying? And like, if you were just like a, a pivotal person of an era, like when I think of the 2000s, and I think of safeties, I think of Brian Dawkins, I think of Troy Palomalu, I think of Ed Reed. Um, it's weird because there are some good players like Adrian Wilson. I don't know if he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, um, but he has probably Hall of Famer stats, but because he didn't play on a team that got as much pub, then people aren't going to pay attention to him. Because I think like at his peak, his stats are very similar to Brian Dawkins, but you know. He but, didn't um, play on a defense as good as the Eagles' defense. I mainly look at stats and longevity. That's my first two. Like, if you did it for 10 years and you were, like, at the like a top five person in your position for 10 years, that's the main things I look at. Yeah. Yeah, that was one of Deion Sanders' uh, points that he said, hey, you, I don't care about you being good for two or three years. You got to have to do it for a long time. You got to be a game changer. You got to be – Someone that changed the game. That's what Dion voice is good. Yeah, yeah. I was trying it, but then I was like, yeah, because <laughs> let me tell you something. You know, I look at the Hall of Fame, and I was there. You know, it's a nice ceremony, but they got to change the color of my jacket, man. Because we ain't the same, everybody. What they call it a bus? They got to move my head somewhere else. Because I'll be, I'll be looking at night, looking at the other ones. Like, how he get hit? 
But How salute to all the other Hall of Famers. I almost feel like he invented, he's one of the inventors of swag. <laughs> he is. What do you mean? There was, there's an organization in Ghana called Swag. It was founded in 1967. I'm going to join it one day, the Sports Writers Association of Ghana. So we invented swag. No, okay. All right. But um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's just Dion has, he's always been cool. How the fuck? It's just weird. He's been that cool. And he's old. Like a lot of, there's a lot I'm of from the niggas. South. There's a lot of old niggas that are cool. Don't get me wrong. But, but I mean, I feel him though. Like, yeah, you can't just be no two, three year nigga. Like JJ Watt, he changed shit. He dominated shit. He's a 100% a Hall of Famer. He's one of the greatest defensive players ever. Yeah, but some would say his prime wasn't that long. Mm, it kind of was to me. And he played for a trash franchise and he made them like kind of something. There was something when he played with them. What do you mean by something like a decent play a playoff team? Yeah. Cause you know that division was poo, so yes, yeah, it's been that might be the worst division. <laughs> yeah, it's a poo division, so damn, that is the worst division. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's going to be easy for the Titans, Colts to get in again, the playoffs, whoever wants it. I still think J.J. Watt's a um, Hall of Famer. I mean, of he, course he is. He is a Hall of Famer. He has three. Whenever you win like three awards, you're a Hall of Famer. <laughs> Doesn't he have three defensive player of the year awards? Yeah, he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, he has three of them. And his brother got one. Yeah, his brother's going to go to the Hall of Fame too if he keeps it up. So. Yeah, J.J. Watt's a Hall of Famer. All right, so what about Tony Boselli? Do you know who that is? No, sounds like he sells pizza. Uh, not trying to be racist. <laughs> yeah, you are. It's all right. He would call you a Mulian, maybe, allegedly. I don't know. Or a move. But, yeah, so he was the guy that he was the first draft pick, I believe, by the Jaguars in their franchise history. He played from uh, 95 to 01. He had injury issues, though, so he had a short career. He's like the Terrell Davis alignment. He made three all pros in a row, three-time first team all pro, and he was a five-time pro bowler. And he was on um, the NFL. They have a list every decade about the best players. And I think he was, oh, he was a second team all 90s. So does Mm. that sound like a Hall of Famer to you? No. Yeah, but he got in. I think those type of people are what are getting Deion Sanders mad. Yeah, because on like he, I know he's not as good as Jonathan Ogden or like Joe Thomas. But the only difference between him and them is longevity. True. So that's like I said, he's the Terrell Davis alignment. The Sterling Sharp of alignment. I wouldn't even say Sterling well, because yeah, uh see, and that's the hard thing too, because with linemen, they don't have stats like running backs or wide receivers like Terrell Davis ran 2000 yards in a season. He has a Super Bowl MVP. Uh, Sterling Sharp led the league in touchdowns, uh, receiving yards and uh, receptions in one year. So like he got the triple crown. Like That's hard. There's no stat like that. I guess the only stat would be like, oh, how many times did you not prevent a sack from happening? I don't know. Like so it's hard to evaluate linemen. That's why when you asked me if Trent Williams was a Hall of Famer, I was like, I don't know, nigga. <laughs> I, don't, I don't watch that. I watch the ball. Shout out Trent Williams, man. He's having fun in California. 
Yeah, I heard he was the first offensive lineman in Madden history to be given a 99. When was this? This year. Trent <laughs> Williams still got 99? Yeah. Damn. See, I didn't, I mean, damn. See? He didn't know he's still the best offensive lineman. Chase Young, man, get the fuck out of there, dog. Like, get out of there. You will be nothing if you're on the commanders. I don't care who you are. I don't even He's know. He's still who on playing. his rookie contract. He can't go anywhere. They have Terry McLaurin, and that's the only player I know. And um, yeah. <laughs> what's the quarterback's name again? Uh, Carson Wentz. Yeah, I don't know who their running back is. I don't know another receiver. I don't. Their know running back's name is Antonio Gibson. He was a oh, wide yeah. receiver at Memphis. He's all right, but um, yeah, I don't know a linebacker or a corner or nothing. They have a linebacker sweat. named Jamin Davis, I believe. They have Sweat. Yeah, Montez Sweat. They got the big lineman campaign and Jonathan Allen. I don't know nothing about nothing. I, I know about them because I saw a video of Warren Sepp. Like, uh, I guess he went to their practice and he was giving them some pointers. And Warren Sepp was having fun with them. And all you Commanders fans, y'all should have listened to me 12, 13, 14 years ago. You guys finally don't like Dan Snyder. Y'all been making excuses and liking this guy for the longest. I can't believe you guys are that stupid where you didn't see that you had a stupid owner and it took for all of this for you guys to finally campaign his ass out of here. You guys get on my goddamn nerves. I mean, I think uh, it's not about campaigning against him. They know he's not going anywhere, so they love the team too much. So what, hate him? what is that gonna do a lot hate them and talk, talk <laughs> big shit and like it would have y'all could have be at this point probably like six seven years ago nah it's, what what does that mean is nothing's happening daniel snyder's still the owner nothing's changing he's on a boat still hiding <laughs> that nigga's relaxed now nah, he's not on a boat i think he's he's walking around he was on a boat hiding from like congress or some shit so he yeah but then he, he went to, he went now nah, he went he walked down on them he doesn't care he went in is he a gangster yeah, he's a goon. When I was at FedEx Field, I was asking people like where my like the section where my seats were at. And I was asking some people like the yellow shirts, the security niggas, they didn't know shit. So I saw a dude with all commander shit on who worked there. And I was like, yo, where's this section at? Blah, 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 blah. And then after he told me, I was like, um, uh, I was like, yo, are, uh, do you uh like Daniel Snyder? And he like like kind of like jumped a little bit into it. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. I love Daniel Snyder. I love the commanders. Yeah. Uh, great order. I was like, yo, I was like, you really like Daniel Snyder for real? He's like, yes, great, great guy. I was like, dog, I'm not recording you. It's okay. Like, relax. Like, I'm not. Nah. I was like, you really like Daniel? I was like, you lying. You don't like no fucking Daniel. You trying Snyder. to get him in, you trying to get him fired. He knows you. He knows you're a snitch. But <laughs> yes, you have he to lied. He lied. Cause you're because you're an informant. He lied though. That's why he knows your eyes. You probably had your cop shades on. I was like, I'm not about to get you to lose your job. <laughs> Just tell me the truth. You know you don't him. like him. See, that's nah, why he he's in tell there. On somebody. That's why he's in there still. Yeah. Commanders, y'all, y'all lost y'all team. I'm telling you, I knew people who went to war for Daniel Snyder. Like they would just make. <laughs> who would go to war for? Him? It's, it's not him. It's uh, what are those presidents he had, Vinny? <laughs> Vinny Serrato. Yeah, they used to. Dog, they used to say it's his fault. Vinny Serrato's fault, and then they would blame the other one. <laughs> Daniel Snyder just trusts him. He that's how Daniel Snyder is. He has a good heart. And, well, he has a good heart. Dog, it would make up all kinds of weird. Who used shit. to say that I used to defend Daniel Snyder? Hell no. I don't think, yeah, no. I was about to say I always hated him because I knew early it's about the owners. Because I'm like, dang, who used to say stuff like that? Because even like, even like, shout out 
Donnell, BJ, they always hated Daniel Snyder. So maybe I don't recall. Like, did Anthony used to defend Daniel Snyder? Chris used to defend Daniel Snyder. Mm, what about Derek? Hell no, I don't think he cared that damn much. <laughs> Derek, they were just they would just admit it, say, We're this is our team, man. Like, oh, we, we don't have nothing else. <laughs> what do you want us to do? Like, that's I'm mean, like, okay, okay, I get it, I get it. Like, Whoa, I get it, Dave. Like, like, this is our team. Like, this is all we got. Like, this is, we have to like, we, we got to get excited a little bit. And then after they, by the week six, I'm out of there. Dang, like, but, but Chris was a lawyer. That's oh hilarious. Oh, my God. Chris was, <laughs> oh, like, it was just, like, dog, it'd be the craziest shit. I kind of do heard. remember that. He used to be wild. Yeah, it was I the craziest shit that. I ever heard in my life. <laughs> It, like y'all, like y'all could y'all we would know y'all not making the playoffs, and he would still like somehow <laughs> say like they might make the play. Like him, yeah. I knew a few Redskins fans like him. Like just shout out to team. shout out to Tariq. He said he'd be watching the game when it starts, and when it's like when it starts to get out of hand, he said he'll get low, but he he'll says he starts every game though. He'll watch every game at the beginning, but then he might get low, so he's still riding with them too. Man, I mean, I used to want to see this kind of stuff happen to them because I used to hate them so much. And their fans, what that they have the worst attendance in the NFL, worst attendance, the names change. Like, I'm telling you, I was I grew up with Redskins hate in my but blood. they still have the they still have those doo doo colors, though. Shout out to the Wizards for just doing a classic jersey, they're not going back to the old jersey. Seems like a lot of white people like those Redskins colors, like, white people love burgundy, like on football, yeah, team. they like Thanksgiving colors, like you legendarily called it before. And black and white teams. teams, yeah, it looks like, like a team you're supposed to film in black and white. And whenever yeah. I hear someone say they like Virginia Tech and the commanders, and I say Thanksgiving teams, they be geeking because they know that they know they're turkeys, but at the same time, though. Their colors aren't whack. They just need to have the burgundy. You know the burgundy with the gold numbers that they had, like the actual gold. That shit oh, is fly. Yeah. I love that jersey with the spear on it. I think yeah, but you can't have that. See, that's when they were the Boston Braves. I think that uniform was their best one to me. That fucking ketchup and mustard ass shit. I mean, that shit wasn't even that ugly. Or the one with the R, with the R, the yellow helmets with the R. That was a dope uniform. They never they, they they don't wear it that much though. Daniel Snyder is applying for a sports book in Maryland. And in his, uh, yeah, he, they were approved. They said uh, he has good character, honesty, and integrity. <laughs> Telling you, just like the dude at the stadium. He was like, he's great. I was just like, dog. But that's because. Say something they, more realistic. He, well, they have to say that because they want him to have a sports book so that the state of Maryland can get more money off gambling. You know how it is. But that brother, he just didn't want to mess up his job because he knows you're an informant. And he That's looked around. I said, I don't have no camera. I just want to know. You got all this gear. I'm like, dog, you know he's not no fucking all that shit you talking. But then I asked this one black dude who did security. I was like, you like Daniel Snyder? And he's like, huh? I was like, you like Daniel Snyder? He's like, oh, no, fuck no. And I was like, yeah. I was like, yeah, don't be too loud. But yeah, I feel you, bro. And I was just like, right. <laughs> yeah, look at him, snitch. All yeah, right, you don't, yeah. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. So you don't like their colors? Nah, it's not good. But the Cavs make it look good. Nah, it's not tight either. That's <laughs> just not tight. The black Cavs jerseys are tight. Florida yeah. State makes it look good. Yeah, because the gold is nice. Yeah, it's the, gold. the gold. Yeah, they're wearing yellow. They got mustard gear on. So, nah. Florida State is fresh, but that's it. Out of mustard. those colors, like Virginia Tech was never fresh. Yeah, they were. They had some flyers nah. jerseys for a little while. Yeah, they did. 
I don't think it was fresh. I think they just won, so it makes it look good. It was Boston College game. is not ugly, but that's because of the gold. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's gold. That's what I'm saying. If you have gold, then it's good. If you don't, then you're out of here. Must do. Man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Shopping suit combo. Oh, yeah. Before we go, dang, this is supposed to be a music podcast. We didn't talk about no music. Before we go, let's just briefly talk about it. You listen to the nudie tape. Oh, we did talk about music earlier, but no new music. So you listen to the nudie tape. I listened to it. I liked it. I thought it was good. I liked Kit Kat. I liked the production. Is the production as good as Nudie Land and all his other stuff? No, because he doesn't have as many Pierre beats. But Coop is a good producer. He's getting better. He's doing his thing. I think on a project, there was only about two Pierre beats. I saw people saying that uh, one tweet was kind of going viral that they said Nudie is Gucci man in space. And I was like, eh, I don't think so. Gucci used to be spaced out. This mm. is just this is just a, a video game. Uh, he's like a video game anime version of Gucci. That's yeah. only about murder and not about- definitely reminded me of Gucci on a few songs. I was like, damn, yeah. he's a Gucci kid. He's still on Photocrest of Gresham Road. Yep. But how about you? How do you feel about the project EA Monster? Hmm. Just that. Yeah. <laughs> well said. Hey, you probably there's like two or three uh... songs. There are like two or three songs that can will probably get played again. But other than that, it's gonna be gone in September for me. Yeah, anybody think it's gonna be gone next week, maybe. I don't know. For a you? lot of this, yeah, a lot of this music, I like the beat the Kit Kat, but then it's like, all right, that's all I want to hear, kind of. The Kit Kat beat. It's yeah. fire. Yeah. Shout out Pierre. I wish you made more beats. You know, he does, he does. He just keeps them for himself and doesn't give nah, them. Nah, he people. gives them to gives it to his artists and they not. You know. And shout out Toy Lanes because he's right. Music is mid, and I've been saying that for months, probably years now. So music yeah. isn't mid, it's just the mainstream that y'all are focused on. So that's the that's why I said when you folk when you say music is mid, I don't agree. You're only talking about what the mainstream artists, what they play in the mainstream. That's what Tory Lanez is talking about, because he said the only albums he liked the cover like I forgot. He's I don't even remember what art what albums he said were. He was like the only albums that were good this year were Whoopty Whoop and Whoopty Whoop. And I was like, all right, he's just talking about mainstream artists. That's all. Whenever you guys make those kind of statements, you're never talking about. Uh, what goes on with Larry June, Jay Worthy, Thundercat? Yeah, Currency, Pusha T put out a good album this year. Like, there's a lot of good music still. Babyface Ray put out a good album. Uh, who else? I like the Black Star album with Madlib. It wasn't bad. Like, there's been good music this year. It's just if you're just only paying attention, like, oh yeah, I like the new West Side Gun EP he put out recently. So like, there is still good music. It's just hey. If you're only paying attention to the, what they play in the club and what girls twerk to, then maybe you won't like it as much. But before we go, before we go, before we go, it's crazy. We can, we're going to have to talk about it next week. NBA Youngboy, number one album. Crazy. He's a big dog. I don't understand how he does it. His fans are wild. It's weird. He doesn't do interviews. He's street as fuck. I've never seen nothing like this before. It's almost like some DMX shit, but without all the label shit. I mean, can we say without all the label shit when he just signed a new deal? Allegedly for $60 million. 
but I don't, don't see think they're like, pressing buttons. I don't see like commercials and stuff. They definitely are pressing buttons. They probably got like yeah, a but what? But music. what? But what does a commercial do in 2022 when people barely watch TV and everybody streams? I'm just saying I don't see anything <laughs> else but the music, though. I don't see nothing else but the music. I don't see a famous girlfriend, even though he has Floyd Mayweather's daughter. I don't see <laughs> that's famous. I don't see scandal stuff, even though he was. He has situation. scandals. What do you he was, mean? <laughs> he was in a situation with with uh in a, with Kwando. He gives you. He gives you everything but interviews. That's it. That's the, yeah. he doesn't talk to us. He does. He's a controversial guy. He's a beef guy. He's always in the camera. He, he has baby mama. Herpes. Yeah, he has baby mama problems. He has court issues. He has beef. He does everything but talk to the media, and that's good. I kind of don't want him to talk to the media. I just don't. It's just weird, bro. He's a he's he's above Dirk and everybody. Yeah, because he's the king of sadness. He's, is he the number one rapper? Like of the youth, yeah, no question. That's crazy, bro. <laughs> but he's been the number one rapper of the youth for like almost the last three, four years, right? So that's yeah. why it's it's gonna continue to grow. Yeah, he is a star. Like, but we yeah, we'll definitely talk about that next week. I'm not listening to that album because it's thirty tracks. Will and you? it's not that fun. I like I, I listen to it, but he just doesn't have that much fun. Yeah. Shabasu convos. We're gonna make people have fun one of these days. Rod Wave. I heard he dropped. He's another sad brother. So take the pain away. Fun. The pain away. There you go. Shabasu convos. We out. Yeah.